Hi, welcome back to Idgits and Aspets, a supernatural podcast. I'm Lynn. And I'm Rochelle. And today we're talking about season five, episode seven, called The Curious Case of Dean Winchester. So we start out with a woman sitting on her couch reading. Her husband comes home and she says, hi, honey. But he ignores her and rushes upstairs. She says, nice to see you, too. Like, okay, then. I know. He hurries into the bathroom and then his body starts to age rapidly. His hair falls out and he grows a bunch of wrinkles. <laughs> yeah, that was just like, oh, okay. Yeah. It was, one of the, it was like those little time lapse that you see of like plants growing oh, or right. whatever that's kind of what it reminded me of yeah it's just like oh and then he's wilting yeah <laughs> yeah yeah you're totally right so he's holding his left arm and groaning he backs up to a mirrored cabinet and breaks it his wife hears this and yells honey are you okay and she hurries upstairs when she sees her husband she screams because he's not right anymore no he, i think he's dead <laughs> yeah. well also yeah. i mean left arm is kind of a heart attack yeah. sort of thing. i know <laughs> i know so we get our opening title sequence. Then we start with Sam and Dean showing CDC badges to a woman who says, you expect me to believe you're CDC. Sam says, excuse me? And she says, it's just that you're a day early. First time in history, I haven't sat on my ass waiting for you people. Dean says, new administration, the change you can believe in. <laughs> and it's kind of funny because I don't know if I would ever like describe Sam and Dean as being like, the early type. You right. Know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but if you think about it, they kind of are because they have to get there before the cops before, do yeah. every time. So they've got to be on it. You right. Know? You're totally right. She says, uh, she says, right. And then she pulls out a body drawer and says, meet Xavier. The body is an old man. The doctor says, date of birth, April 3rd, 1984. I know. I ran the DNA twice. This is definitely him. Dean says, well, he wasn't big on the sunscreen, huh? <laughs> oh, my God. Uh. <laughs> Sam says, so what's your theory? She says, all I know is deceased is male, 25 years old, and he died of old age. So we cut to Sam and Dean leaving the morgue. Dean is on the phone. He says, you were right about this one. It's definitely a job. Bobby says, thought so. Any other stiffs in town? Dean says, just the one body. Bobby says, anything else? Dean says, a couple of missing persons, but usual for a town this size. Bobby says, well, check them out. Dean says, you think they're connected? Bobby says, call it a hunch. Dean says, you got it. And by the way, how you doing? Bobby says, doing? Dean says, yeah, you know, just in general. Bobby says, oh, you mean my legs? Well, I'm just weeping in my Haagen-Dazs, idiot. <laughs> He's, okay, like, Extra I love grumpy. Bobby. Yeah. yeah, I love Bobby, but it's a little bit like, dude, come on. Mm -hmm. You know, like, yeah. we get that your life is been turned upside down but like don't take it out on everybody else, i know you know i know so bobby hangs up we cut to sam and dean sitting with an older woman in her living room dean's holding a picture the woman says that's the most recent sam says how long has he been missing she says oh i knew right away when he didn't come home tuesday night dean says is there some place he likes to go after work maybe a favorite bar she says no tuesdays he always works a bit late but he always comes straight home dean says may i use your facilities ma'am so we cut to Dean snooping around her house. <laughs> I like that he does that. Can I go to the bathroom and I... Okay, there, somebody would have had to have noticed by now that he is not going to the bathroom. I know. Like, it's not like he goes and tries to, in like, flushes or do anything. Like, okay... I don't know about you, but if there's a strange person in my house, they're like, can I use your bathroom? I would, like, wait for the flush. Right, right. You know? I mean, and I it guess... never happens, and he just comes back. And so I'd be like... Ew. <laughs> yeah, I know. You're totally just, right. Just gross. Yeah. So he looks in one of the missing man's coat pockets and pulls out a receipt for a place called Madame Liu's Golden Palace. Um, let's see. 
Dean says, working late my ass. So we cut to Madame Liu's. <laughs> it's L-I-U. How do you say that? Liu? Liu? L-I-U. Mm-hmm. Madame Liu. Liu? I would say Liu. Liu? Okay. They're walking down a hallway. Sam says, well, at least he's consistent. Same room every Tuesday. Hourly rates. Dean says, hope I got that kind of kick when I'm his age. <laughs> Sam says, yeah, like either of us will live that long. I mean... Dean says, true. <laughs> they don't seem upset about it either. No. They just... They've... Like, I know how this is going to end. You know? Right. Sam says, so, what do you think's in there? Dean says, a wrinkly, gooey corpse. They walk up to room 44, and Sam gets out his lock-picking tools. Then from inside the room, they hear a man yell, oh, my God! So Sam breaks, <laughs> so Sam breaks the door down. <laughs> There's a young man and two women in bed together. Dean says, oh, God. Sam says, it's gooey. <laughs> I know it. The girls hurry out of bed. Dean says, sorry, got the wrong room. The guy says, close the door. Then Sam notices the same tattoo on the guy's arm that he saw in a photo of the missing man. Sam says, hey, nice tattoo. Happen to know anyone named Cliff Whitlow? The guy says, never heard of him. Sam says, well, that's weird because you're carrying his wallet. Dean peeks under the covers (laughs) and says, huh, your wife told us about your birthmark there. That's nice. Well, you look great, Cliff. Did you get some work done? (laughs) He has no shame. He's like, I'm just going to stare at this naked man. I know. (laughs) Cliff says to the two girls, could you give us some privacy? Dean winks at them. Like, really? Really, Dean? Okay. You know, like, okay, don't get me wrong. I love Dean. However, there's some times where it's like, I'm embarrassed for you. You know, like, (laughs) you have no shame. Yep, yep. So Cliff pays the girls and they leave. Then Cliff says, please don't tell my wife. Dean says, slow down. Cliff says, I'm begging you. As far as she knows, I'm dead. For the love of God, let's keep it that way. (laughs) Dean says, how can you possibly be Cliff Whitlow? Cliff says, I can't tell you. Dean says, well, either you tell us or we'll tell the missus. Cliff says, okay, okay. It was a game. Uh, Sam says, like Xbox? (laughs) Cliff says, what's Xbox? (laughs) No, poker, high stakes. Instead of cash, you play for years. Dean says, what is that supposed to mean? Cliff says, look, I know it sounds crazy. Guy comes up to me at a bar, invites me to play, gives me 25 of those weirdo poker chips, right? Chants some mumbo jumbo over them. Says now they're 25 years. I'm laughing, but then I come out up and look at me. I'm laughing, but then I come out up and look at me. Sam says, what was he chanting? Cliff says, how should I know? All I know is my bad hip's gone. I threw away my glasses. One of those ladies was here for free. Man, some kind of miracle worker. Dean says, what does this miracle worker look like? Cliff says, just a guy, maybe 35, brown hair, Irish accent. His name is Patrick. Dean says, all right, where's the game at? Cliff says, he said he likes to keep moving, never stays in one bar long, and he finds you. Dean says, thank you, Cliff. Then the boys go to leave. But Dean says, oh, and uh, stay classy. <laughs> Jeez. Hey, <babe>. <laughs> so we cut to the boys walking away from Madame Lou's. Dean is on the phone with Bobby. Dean says, it sounds crazy, right? Bobby says, no, there's lore on it. Goes back centuries. Traveling card player pops into town. You beat him, you get your best years back. Of course, most folks lose. Dean says, well, that would explain the crunchy corpse. Bobby says, supposedly, this player's a hell of a card shark. Got a lot of years in the bank. You find the bar he's working in yet? Dean says, there's a lot of dives in this town. We're going to have to split up. Bobby says, well, while you still... Bobby says, well, why are you still talking to me? And he hangs up. And then Bobby grabs his car keys. So Which, it, can he drive? He, I think he, yeah, they drive in his car a lot in this episode. He's got a van. 
that's like yeah. accessible. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember seeing any of that. <laughs> yeah. Well, it wasn't really that apparent, but I yeah. think in later episodes you see it more. Huh. But I noticed that they weren't in baby and that Bobby was driving. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. <clears throat> yeah I think I think we see his van in later episodes from the outside. So you're like, oh, hey, that's a van. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. Yeah. Honestly, I don't remember a thing. <laughs> that's okay. Uh, so we cut to some time later. Dean is on the phone with Sam. He's in a bar. Sam says, find anything? Dean says, yeah, a whole bunch of squat. You? Sam says, no, not a thing. Dean says, all right, well, you come up dry. Circle back to the motel in two. Your turn to grab dinner. Sam says, the usual? Dean says, extra bacon. And they hang up. <laughs> Dean sits down at the bar and asks for a beer. Dean says to the bartender, you wouldn't happen to know of a poker game going on in back, would you? The bartender says, it's a bar, not a casino. Dean says, my friend Ben told me you'd know. The bartender says, don't know any Ben. Dean says, sure you do. Balding, smart ass, real ladies man. The bartender says, listen, pal, I told you. I don't know any Ben. I don't know nothing about a game. Dean pulls out a $100 bill and says, are you sure? Because he sure seems to know you. <laughs> the guy takes the bill. Okay, first of all, why don't you just pull out your $100 bill and, instead of pissing off the bartender? All right, well, because he figured he might not have to pay him to get the information okay. from him. You know, like, I, to me, it made sense. Once you start talking about your friend Ben, though, like, you're clearly yeah. going to pull out a $100 bill. <laughs> why do you have to keep being like, oh, Ben said. I just think I, he yeah. pissed off the bartender for no reason. Yeah. Could have gone a little smoother. See, to me, I didn't make the connection of Ben and the $100 bill. Oh. I mean, I thought, like, he was something to do with like an actual person oh ben, no, like, I, no. Think, I thought he was trying to bluff and be like oh this <laughs> guy ben you know yeah no he met ben like, on the bill oh yeah, yeah. see but i didn't yeah mm-hmm. makes a little more sense now <laughs> 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 but i mean to me it didn't like it it just i thought he was just trying to like come up with a random name you know like whether yeah. it be ben or joe or whatever you know I like see. just like oh i heard from this random person that this is going on yeah and have like trying to pick a name that he would maybe know you know like I a see. common name that he could potentially know mm-hmm. something called that so i don't know and then he pulled out the bill to like okay well now i'm gonna pay him since he won't give me the information right right you know? yeah no he but. was definitely talking about the dude on the bill no yeah yeah <laughs> that it's went cool. right over me. <laughs> that's okay. It's that's, fine. That's totally fine. So the guy takes the bell and says, around back, take the elevator down. So Dean is outside around the back. A door opens and Bobby rolls out. Dean says, Bobby, what the hell are you doing here? Bobby says, planting daisies. What's it look like? Came in on the case. Dean says, and you beat me here? Bobby says, well, brains trump legs, apparently. <laughs> God. Dean says, so you found the game? Bobby says, yep. Dean asks, did you stop it? Bobby says, not exactly. Dean says, what did you do? Bobby says, I played, okay. Dean says, and? Bobby says, I lost. You gotta be smarter than that, Bobby. Come on. Dean says, are you kidding me? You played some he-witch? Bobby says, don't you take that tone with me. (laughs) Dean says, you idiot. Bobby says, they're my years. I can do what I want. Dean says, how many did you lose? Bobby says, 25. And we can see his wrinkles deepen. <laughs> okay, here's the here's the question though. Mm-hmm. I should probably save this for my thoughts, but I'm not going to. That's so, <laughs> do you think that because Bobby's been so miserable, he didn't care if he lost the years because it meant it would be over faster? Absolutely. Like he's like, great. If I can go back to how I was, awesome. If I can't, it'll be over sooner. Yeah, I definitely like, think so. To him, see, I think it was a win-win situation. Yeah, I think so, too. Because later in the episode, we'll get there, he's, you know, he talks about 
how he's pretty much done. Yeah. Living. Yeah. But I, like, as of this moment, it's Mm -hmm. kind of like, well. Yeah, I don't think he cares. Yeah. And he's annoyed that Dean does. Right. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, Dean says, we're not done. So we cut to a bar. Patrick, the Irish he witch, (laughs) is talking to a man who says, so you're saying that you're a mind reader. Patrick says, oh, come on, no such thing, but I can read people. Take your lovely companion here. The man smiles at the young woman next to him. Patrick says, I'd say, judging from her exquisite posture, she used to be a dancer. Not much of a drinker, very independent, looking for adventure. Dean comes up and says, hey, man, excuse me, can I borrow you for a second? Dean covertly shows him his gun in its holster, and Patrick says, oh, yeah, of course, great, good to see you. Um, I gotta say real quick that I really actually quite like Patrick the Hewitch. Yeah, he's I, not unattractive. <laughs> he's what? He's not unattractive. Oh no, yeah, he's he's nice to he's nice to look at. He's nice to look at. I like his hair. Yeah, <laughs> he's got nice hair. I like his accent. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just think that he he's not a bad bad guy. Yeah, he's not know? really a bad guy, and um, he's quite charming and. I don't know. I just like him. I yeah. like him a lot. He, I mean, he does and says some things that aren't quite likable at, yeah. at moments, sure. Yeah. But, I mean, that's bound but, to happen with anybody. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Not everybody can get along all the time. Right. So, in general, I like him. I think the actor nailed it. Yeah. Perfectly. Yeah. yeah. So, to the man and woman, Patrick says, would you please excuse me? Dean and Patrick are sitting in another room. Dean says, sorry to cut you short with Mr. and Mrs. Easy Marks over there. Patrick says, oh, no. Uh, uh, Patrick says, oh, no, big. Wasn't a total loss. And he holds up a watch. So Patrick's a thief. Yeah. I don't, think we, I don't think we see that in any other part of the episode. No. So, yeah. Um, Dean pulls out his gun under the table. Patrick says, look, I don't know what it is you think I did to your wife or your girlfriend, mother or sister, but uh, I just want you to know my feelings were real. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who it is, but it was real. It was real. <laughs> Dean says, that ain't my problem, man witch. You owe my friend some years. Patrick says, oh, that's what this is. I'm sorry. He lost. Them's the breaks. Dean says, well, then, unlose them. Dean cocks the gun under the table, and Patrick says, oh, go ahead and shoot me if it makes you feel better. Besides, I could use a good, you know, tickle. <laughs> you want yours? Great. Play him. Play me for him. <laughs> Dean says, fine. And then Bobby is there was he there the whole time i just all of a sudden bobby is in the room with him so he must have been there the whole time my guess is that dean went in and bobby took a little while to follow him okay yeah yeah it was just suddenly like bobby is there and i was like "Uh, (laughs) okay bobby says dean no dean says they're my ears i can do what i want bobby starts coughing and patrick says lozenge and he holds one out bobby just looks at him jerk move (laughs) yeah patrick says what it's barely linty okay well suit yourself just trying to help Dean says, all right, come on, let's do this. Patrick says, you understand the terms? Dean nods. Patrick pulls out a case of poker chips and says, buy-ins, 25 years. Dean says, make it 50. Patrick says, I like the cut of your jib. And he pulls out some chips and then chants over them. Dean says, which totally, okay, I have a little, I've been watching too much Outlander. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's Gaelic. Oh, that's funny. (laughs) that sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah. Not that I know any words in the language, yeah, but yeah. it's like, huh, you know. Cool. <laughs> um, so Dean says, 25. That's 25 years. They go to him, and he's cashing out. Bobby tries to protest, but Dean silences him. Patrick says, you sure? Dean says, yes. So Patrick does some more chanting. The chips burst into flames, and the ashes float over Bobby, who looks his normal age again. 
Patrick says, that's 25 years you just passed away. Better be sure you can win them back. Dean says, shuffle up and deal. Patrick looks thrilled. He says, this is going to be fun. So we cut to Sam walking into the motel room with burgers. Sam yells, hey, Dean, you find anything? Dean says, oh, you might say. Except that an old man in a robe says it. Sam pulls out his gun and says, who the hell are you? Old Dean says, dude, relax, it's me. Sam says, Dean, what the hell happened? Dean says, I, you know, found the game. <laughs> Sam says, I thought you said you were good at poker. Dean says, I am, shut up. <laughs> so you were just going to shoot some old guy, is that it? Sam says, I didn't know what you were. I mean, have you seen you? You look like, Dean says, the old chicken Titanic. I know, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> See, I wonder if he knew that from watching Titanic or if Bobby called him that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which I could see it going either way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> Sam says, I was going to say Emperor Palpati- Palpatine. Okay, Rose. <laughs> yes. <laughs> then Bobby busts in the room. He says to Sam, I see you met John McCain there. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Sam says, yeah, either of you want to tell me what happened. Dean says, Bobby's an idiot. That's what happened. <laughs> Bobby says, hey, nobody asked you to play. Dean says, right. I should have just let you die. Bobby says, and for damn sure, nobody asked you to lose. Sam smiles and says, it's like grumpy old men. <laughs> have you ever seen that uh-huh, movie? Yeah. It's the best. Have you seen the second one? No, I haven't. It's good. Okay. It's like, so in the first one, they they kind of hate each other. Mm-hmm. You know, they have their moments. In the second one, it's just like all out, you son of a oh, like yeah. All the time. It's hilarious. But it's like, so the two kids uh-huh. then are like, it's like, I don't exactly remember, but I'm pretty sure it's, like, the two kids end up, like, getting together or something like that, and so it's a whole, like, thing. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, they don't get together till like, towards the end, but it's, like, trying to, they're trying to figure that out, and so mm-hmm. they're, like, having to be around each other all the time, and it's all, it's just like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, speaking of John McCain, um, I once read, um, there's this book about Christmas, it was, like, Famous people would write a chapter for this book uh-huh. about Christmas time, some sort of true story that happened to them in their lives. Mm-hmm. And I read one from John McCain, and it was when he was a prisoner of war. Hmm. Um, I can't remember what war. I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember. I couldn't even guess. Yeah, <laughs> but he was a prisoner of war, and he was in this cell. And um, there was another man on the other side of, not in the same cell, but in the cell next door. Mm-hmm. And they made up this. God, it's been so long since I read this, but I think they made up kind of a language, a way to communicate with each other by mm-hmm. by knocking or, mm-hmm. or tapping or just making some noise that wasn't them speaking because I don't think they were allowed to speak. Mm-hmm. And he was just talking about how it was Christmas Day and he knew it and they just kept telling each other, you know, Merry Christmas. Mm-hmm. It was super sad. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like I don't want to read it. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of, it's kind of amazing what that man went through. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> okay. Anyway. Um, Sam says it's like grumpy old men and Bobby and Dean say at the same time shut up Sam (laughs) Dean says to Bobby what the hell were you thinking he's a witch he's been playing poker since you guys since guys wore tights I almost said since you guys wore tights (laughs) I want to see that episode (laughs) I do too Uh. Bobby says you just don't get it Dean says yeah I get it Bobby you saw a chance to turn the hands of the clock back and get out of that damn chair pretty tempting I can imagine Bobby says no you can't Dean says, you got me. I've never been paralyzed, but I'll tell you something. I've been to hell, and there's an archangel there wanting me to drop the soap. 
<laughs> Look at me. My junk's rustier than yours. You hear me belly aching, huh? Sam says, actually, yeah. Then Dean keels over in pain and sits in a chair. He says, I'm having a heart attack. Bobby says, no, you're not. Dean says, then what is it? Bobby says, acid reflux. <laughs> Guys your age can't digest certain foods. You're going to need to put down that cheeseburger. Which is, like, to me, that's one of the saddest things in the episode. Dean's, like, so distraught about this burger. And he's just like, but my, my food. Yeah. You know, like, I, probably because I am super into food. And mm-hmm. so if somebody told me that I couldn't eat something, I would just be like, no. I like, know. if somebody told me I couldn't eat cheese. Oh, yeah. That would be oh, the end. I would be like, <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, well. What's life even for then? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Bobby says, so you want to keep emoting or do you want to talk about solving this little issue of yours? It's got to be about the chips. Dean says, I slid them across. Patrick did his little witchy number and you prettied up in a hurry. Sam says, what are y'all thinking? Some kind of magic chips or something? Bobby says, definitely. Dean says, remember what he chanted? Bobby says, yep, every word. Sam says, all right, then let's find out where he stashes the chips. Dean says, and steal me 50 Benjamin Buttons. Nope, and steal me 50. Benjamin Button me back into burger shape. (laughs) What do you think? Bobby says, I think you ought to put some clothes on. (laughs) So sometime later, Dean is dressed. Someone knocks on the door. It's a maid. She says, ready for housekeeping, sir? Dean tries to look suave and says, born ready. She laughs and says, you're just like my grandfather. You're just so cute. You're adorable, yeah. He hits on anything that moves, too. You're adorable. Dean says, and dangerous. She says, aww. Like, yeah, in danger of falling down the stairs, maybe. So cute. And she laughs some more. Dean says to Sam, Bobby, can we just go? Um, sorry, this Dean says to Sam and Bobby. Yep, stomped into the dirt. I loved it. I loved that Bobby and Sam witnessed it too. Yeah, yeah. he's just like. <laughs> so we cut to the boys and Bobby in Bobby's van, watching Patrick cross the street. But then Patrick gets hit by a car hard. The guy who hit him gets out of the car and tries to help him. And then Patrick steals the guy's car. <laughs> Dean laughs and says, "I gotta say, I kind of like this guy." They follow Patrick around and somehow figure out which building is the one he lives in. I don't know. They're, like, following him around. Why would they assume that, like, oh, that one's his house? Well, I mean, I don't know if they necessarily knew that he lived there, but they're probably just following him to see where yeah. he goes, you know? Yeah, I don't know. It was a little convoluted, the way yeah. they went about it. But um, So Patrick leaves, and Sam and Dean and Bobby go inside. There's a sign on the elevator that says, elevator, out of order. Bobby says, well, I'm out. So Sam and Dean take the stairs. Dean is struggling. <laughs> Sam says, Dean, and points to the sign saying, second floor. <laughs> that reminds me of when we were at the um, the, the convention in Bellevue. Yeah, and, and, we decided and, to take the stairs. Yeah, that was, and I had just gotten over, like, I was still getting over strep throat. You're just like. <laughs> and so, yeah, so we get to the top, and my throat was just, like, death. It was just, like, Because what were we gasping. on, like, floor 14 or something yeah. like that yeah yeah i just remember that being horror i mean i had to sit down and just like nobody look at me for 10 minutes please <laughs> <laughs> that was rough okay so they keep going and finally make it to the top sam lock picks their way inside there's lit candles everywhere which high seems a little unsafe if you're not going to be there blow out your freaking candles yeah <laughs> okay so they search around and dean finds a lock safe dean says dime store model piece of cake but then his vision goes a little blurry Sam says, it's like mission pathetic. Watch out. And he works on the safe. And opens it in like two seconds. I know. Sam unlocks it. And Dean says, I could have done that. The chips are inside. And suddenly the woman from before is there. She says, what are you doing? Dean says, aren't you, ch- aren't you the chick from the bar? 
She says, I'm a lot more than that. And then she holds up her hand and clenches her fist. Dean doubles over in pain. Then Patrick runs into the room and says, it's all right, sweetheart. They're harmless. You boys want chips? Take them. They're just chips. Einstein's. <laughs> it's showmanship. This may come as a shock, but the magic does not lie in a pile of crappy plywood or in any, phono any phony abracadabra. It's in the 900-year-old witch. You boys want yours? Score them the old-fashioned way. Texas Hold'em. Dean says, fine, let's do it. Patrick holds up an eight of hearts card and says, what card am I holding up? <laughs> but Dean can't see it. Patrick says, that's what I thought. If your eyesight's that bad, what about your memory? I'm not a murderer. To Sam, he says, you, on the other hand. Dean says, no, Sam. Sam says, Dean. Patrick says, what? Sam, not much of a player? Okay, well, happy trails, Dean. Enjoy the twilight of your life. Should have taken better, better care of that ticker, though. You're free to go. Oh, but Sam, your brother's situation, that's punishment enough. But I can't let you leave without a small parting gift. And he claps his hands three times. <laughs> Sam says, what are you doing? Patrick says, you'll find out soon enough. Dean says, let's get out of here, Sam. So they leave. As they're walking out of the building, Sam keeps adjusting his drunk. <laughs> He's like, what the hell is happening to me? <laughs> Dean says, dude, I believe the he-witch gave you the clap. And By he, clapping, and which he I lost. think is hilarious. I know. Ugh. <laughs> So we cut to the morning. Sam and Dean and Bobby are walking are walking and rolling out of the parking zone <laughs> of their motel. <laughs> they they hate in. <laughs> yeah, that's Bobby's new song. Yeah, I know, right? So yeah. at the bottom of a ramp, Bobby says, "Can I have a little help here?" So Sam pushes him up. Sam says, "You know, I still think I should play." Dean says, "No, you're not good enough. I'm better. Bobby's way better, and we both lost." Bobby says, "Exactly." Sam says, "So what? So I don't get a say in this anymore?" Dean says, Sammy, when you get to be our age, Sam says, <laughs> Sam says, you're 30, Dean. Look, I've watched you hustle plenty of poker. Bobby says, knowing the game is not enough, Sam. It's about playing the cards. Sam says, it's about playing the other guy. I know that. Bobby says, well, hooray for you. All I'm saying is, I played this guy. I know his style. I can take him. Dean says, no, Bobby, you don't have enough years in the bank. Bobby says, I got enough. Sam says, no, you'll die if you lose, Bobby. Bobby says, so what if I do, huh? What exactly am I living for, huh? The damn apocalypse? Watching men die bloody while I sit in this chair? Can't take a step to help him? No, it's the facts. I'm old and broke down. And I can't... I ain't a hunter no more. I'm useless. And if I wasn't such a coward, I'd have stuck a gun in my mouth the day I got home from the hospital. Sam says, Bobby, you are not playing again. I am not letting you do that. There's another way out of this. There's got to be. And I'm going to find it. So, uh, Bobby wants to die. Yeah. And he doesn't because he's not brave enough, he says. Yeah. Jeez. I didn't really, like, say that with the emotion that Bobby says it. But, well, I mean, whatever, you know. But it, it was a pretty heartbreaking scene. Yeah, it was, it was sad. To me, I was kind of like, dude, like, you're in a slump. But also at the same time, I was kind of like, Listen, if this were anybody else, he would be doing the whole suck it up and deal, sunshine. But, like, right. all of a sudden when it's Bobby, he's just like, oh, well, I'm just going to give up now. It's like, mm -hmm. so to me, it just, like, didn't add up. Yeah. You know, I was kind of like, this isn't Bobby. Mm -hmm. You know, like, if this, like, if I would have picked which one, he would have been like, well, I'm, like, it sucks, but I'm going to tough it out. Right. Because that's what he would tell everybody else to do. That's true. You know. That's totally right. And so it's yeah. kind of like, huh. It seemed a little backwards to me. Mm -hmm. Like, Whatever, you know. Yeah. But still, I was just kind of like, huh. I didn't get this whole thing, mm -hmm. you know. Do you have a bruise under your eye? No. 
Shouldn't. It looks like you do. I have dark circles under no, my eyes. No, but your other eye, your other eye isn't doing it. I've never seen it. It looks like you have a little bit of a bruise right here and then like a point of it right here. Huh. Yeah. I don't know. No? Okay. Not unless I punched myself in the middle of the night last night. <laughs> okay. It doesn't look like eye bags or anything. No. Yeah. Yeah. I always have dark circles under my eyes, so mm. like all the time. I've just never noticed that before, so I, don't, <laughs> I, think, it, I think it's... We've now hit the amount of time where we spent enough time <laughs> looking at each other's face across the table where you're starting to recognize the flaws. <laughs> oh, no. I'm sorry. I wasn't it's trying to make good. you feel bad. Oh, no. It's fine. It doesn't, it it doesn't look like dark circles. <laughs> it doesn't. I promise. Now well, I feel bad. Okay. I, no, it's fine. Like, I, I'm fully aware of my dark circles. I just wanted the story of you getting punched in the face and, <laughs> you know, what happened uh, there. I mean, it's possible that I maybe, like, slept on my hand funny or yeah. something. I don't know. Or Killian hit you with the ball in the eye. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. I would have known that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So uh, we cut to Bobby and Dean uh, going into the motel room. Patrick's female companion is sitting there waiting for them. Her name is Leah. She holds a piece of paper and says, take it. It'll help you. Bobby takes it and says, what is this? She says, the most powerful reversal spell you've ever laid your eyes on. Dean says, and it reverses what? Leah says, Patrick's work. All of it. Dean says, you saying I could be normal again? She says, you and everyone else he's ever played who's still alive. Dean says, why the hell should we trust you? Leah says, trust me. Don't trust me. I don't care. The spell is real. She gets up to leave, and Bobby says, If it zaps everyone, don't that include your man? She says, And me too. I look good for my age. Bobby says, Lady, this don't add up for squat. Why would you want that? Leah says, I have my reasons, and she grabs the locket around her neck. She says, Do it quick. We leave town tomorrow. She leaves. So we cut to Patrick playing poker with an old man. Patrick's got two kings, and the old man has two nines. The old man throws in some chips and says, Bet. Patrick says, I sense you've got me by the jewels on this one, Hesh. I fold. What are you up, like 13 years there, Hesh? What do you say we call it a day? Hesh sighs with release. With release? Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> that is a different episode. <laughs> oh, no. Try that again. Hesh sighs with relief and says, Thanks, Patrick. Patrick says, Hesh here is going to live to see his granddaughter's bar mitzvah. Isn't that right, Hesh? We see that Sam's in the room with them. Hesh says, Thanks again, Patrick. Patrick says, Shalom, my friend. Shalom. Hesh leaves and Sam says, That was nice of you. Patrick says, I'm a nice guy. What can I do you for? Sam sits down and says, deal. So we cut to a graveyard. <laughs> Dean is digging up a grave while Bobby watches. Dean says, jawbone of a murderer. Great. You know, this really sucks. How do we even know her spell's going to work? Bobby says, we don't. We ain't got a plan B. Now less flapping and more digging. <laughs> Dean digs some more and says, oh, God, my elbows. I'm all creaky. Bobby says, hurry up, you cry, baby. Dean says, pound it up no your sympathy. I know. Dean says, pound it up your ass, Ironsides. Bobby says, one little grave. Dean says, then you do it. Bobby says, fine, I'll hop right in. Dean says, well, at least your legs are numb. Bobby says, shut up and dig, Grandma. Dean digs some more and says, now it's my back. It's totally like grumpy old men. It is. It's so funny. Bobby says, can you straighten up? Dean says, yeah, but a little sympathy wouldn't hurt. 
Bobby says, butt cheek tingling. Dean says, well, that's kind of personal. <laughs> Bobby says, so yeah, it's sciatica. You'll live. Keep digging. <laughs> Dean says, you know, Bobby, killing you is officially on my bucket list. So we cut to Sam. Patrick says, I like you, Sam. I do. You're smart and your heart's clearly in the right place. I can tell a lot about a, a guy by looking. I can tell a lot about a guy by looking. Patrick puts, puts a toothpick down on the table. Sam says, you mean you're psychic? Patrick says, no, that'd be cheating. I'm talking about good old-fashioned intuition. Sam says, right, let's just play. Patrick says, we are playing. And then he puts his drink down next to his toothpick. I keep talking about this toothpick, but it's important. Yeah. <laughs> I had to, like, I, I was, like, ignoring it, and then, like, later I had to, like, go back and insert, like, yeah, there's a toothpick. Like, toothpick. There's yeah. a toothpick. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Patrick says, does your big brother know you're here? Sam grabs some chips and says, bet five. Patrick says, didn't think so. I raise, here. Oh, here you are, right? Trying to clean up their mess. And they still want you to sit at the kitty table. You're not the little brother anymore, Sam. Then again, maybe you are. You, you're you in over your head here, Sam. I mean, you can keep making these moves, you know, playing it cautious, playing the percentages, but I'm still going to kick your ass into the nursing home. Sam says, does this armchair psychology routine usually work for you? Patrick laughs and says, you tell me. You're the one who's losing. And he chews on the toothpick. Leah comes in, and Patrick puts his toothpick next to his empty glass. They kiss, and Sam. And to Sam, Patrick says, little break? So we cut to Sam in the back alleyway. Dean is there. He asks, how's it going in there? Sam says, how do you think it's going? <laughs> what about you? You have everything you need? Dean says, we still need a little he-witch DNA. Sam holds up the toothpick and says he was chewing it. Hurry up, Dean, please. Dean says, all right, just keep him busy. And Sammy, don't lose. Dean walks away, but he starts holding his left arm in pain. We cut to Sam and Patrick starting the game back up. Leah is watching. We cut to Dean and Bobby doing the ritual. Bobby does some more chanting, and Dean drops in the toothpick. Nothing much happens. Dean says, well, how do I look? But he's still old. <laughs> <clears throat> we cut to Sam. Patrick says, question. He holds up a toothpick and says, is this what you meant to give your big brother? The one you gave him never passed my lips. Won't do a scrap of good. I don't like cheating, Sam. He holds out his hand and clenches his fist, and Sam starts gasping for air. Leah says, Patrick, let him go. Patrick says, he tried to kill us. She says, I did it. I gave him the spell. Patrick releases Sam and says, what? Why? Why would you do that? She says, you know why. And she grabs her locket and says, you know. Patrick looks super pissed at Sam. He sits back down and says, keep playing. So we cut to Bobby driving. To Dean, he says, everything we put in that spell was kosher. Dean says, everything except the damn toothpick. Bobby says, you gotta go get a speck of DNA. Strap on your track shoes. Dean <laughs> says, oh goody, more stairs. <laughs> so we cut to Dean talking to Bobby on the phone. He's back in Patrick's home. He says, it's too damn clean in here. First witch I ever heard of didn't spew bodily fluids all over the place. <laughs> Bobby says, toothbrush, comb, anything. Back with Sam, Patrick says, well, look at you, the percentage player betting the farm. Awful transparent of you, Sam. I mean, if I had a monster hand like you have, I'd trap you. But you get so excited. You put yourself right out of a big pot. I fold. Set of ladies, I'm guessing. Sam puts down a three and a five card. Patrick says, nice bluff. If we had time, I could make a real player out of you. Sam says, I got time. Patrick says, maybe, but I can't say the same for Dean. You're the, your brother's going to be dead soon. And when I say soon, I mean minutes. Sam tries to get up, but Patrick uses his powers to keep him sitting. Patrick says, the game's not over until I say it is. We cut back to Dean in Patrick's home. He sees a used wine glass on the table, and then he collapses. We cut back to Sam. He's playing poker much faster now. 
Patrick says, so when it's about your brother, you get so emotional, your brain just flies right out the window. Good to know. Sam says, go to hell. And he pushes all his chips to the center of the table and says, I'm all in. Patrick says, don't do that, Sam. Sam says, I can't leave until it's over. Fine, it's over. Now where's my brother? Patrick says, look, there's poker and then there's suicide. Sam says, just play the hand. So Patrick does. Then he says, I'm sorry, kid. And he's got aces full. Sam looks over at Leah and says, you're crying for a witch. You're so nice. It's actually kind of creepy. <laughs> it's okay. To Patrick, he says, it was a great hand, just not as great as four fours, which is what Sam has. Patrick says, well played. You know, that whole going out of your head bit. Very method. Well, there's more to you than meets the eye. Sam says, cash these in for Dean, please. Patrick says, with pleasure. So we cut to Bobby, who hasn't gotten a response from Dean since Dean collapsed. Bobby yells, damn it, Dean. Just then, Dean comes out the front door of the building looking young, young again. <laughs> he does a little jig and then clicks his heels together in the air. I feel pretty. I know. You're so pretty. <laughs> That's what he's doing. Bobby says, idiot. So we cut to Patrick and Leah alone. Patrick says, I can't do this, Leah. She says, yes, you can. He says, don't make me. I don't want to win. She opens her locket and says, I buried my daughter, and she looked like this. And she points to the picture in the locket of an old woman. She says, it's not natural. Well, maybe it's supernatural. (laughs) (laughs) One might say supernatural. (laughs) He says, you know, when you decided to come with me, this is what you wanted. You're still young. You're so beautiful. You have me. Leah says, I miss my family. I'm sorry, Patrick. He says, I thought you loved me. Leah says, I do, sweetheart. Of course I do. I thought I was cut out for this, but I'm not. Patrick says, I don't think I can do this without you. She says, you got on okay for a long time before you met me. He says, check. And she pushes all her chips in. She says, all in. He pushes his in and says, all in. She loses the game. As she starts to age, she says, thank you. And he cries. That's so sad. Yeah. I didn't like that. Mm Mm-mm. We but could, it made him seem a little more human, which is, I think, part yeah. of the reason why I kind of like him. Yeah, same here. Same here. Yeah. So we cut to Bobby and the boys. Bobby says to Sam, no tricks. You actually beat the guy? How in the hell? Sam says, just lucky. All right, I'll see you guys later. Dean says, where are you going? Sam says, nowhere. A booster shot, okay? Don't say it. And he leaves. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get rid of that clap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bobby says, well, I guess we can get the van loaded. Dean holds up his finger and says, I shouldn't have called you an idiot. Bobby says, which time? (laughs) Dean says, I'm sorry. I mean, I actually get it. Getting old ain't a bachelor party and dealing with the crap you got to deal with. Bobby says, don't you go on a pity patrol. Dean says, I'm not. I'm not. I'm just saying, you know, if I was in your shoes, Bobby says, you'd never stop complaining. (laughs) Dean says, fair enough. You're not useless, Bobby. Bobby says, okay, good talk. Dean says, no, wait a minute. Listen to me. You don't stop being a soldier because you got wounded in battle, okay? No matter what shape you're in, bottom line is your family. I don't know if you've noticed, but me and Sam, we don't have much left. I can't do this without you. I can't. So don't you dare think about checking out. I don't want to hear that again. Bobby says, okay. Dean says, okay, good. Bobby says, thanks. Now, are we done feeling our feelings? Because I'd like to get out of this room before we both start growing lady parts. It's like, okay, dude, calm yeah. down. It'll be fine. Uh, Dean says, yeah, we're done. And he picks up his half-eaten cheeseburger, but then he drops it. He says, let's go, Ironsides. Bobby says, oh, that one's sticking, huh? Dean leaves the room, and then Bobby looks emotional. I know. And credits. 
Okay. I don't have very many thoughts. That's okay. But, so, Dean is a really cute old man. He is a cute old... Oh, and props to that actor who was playing old Dean. Mm-hmm. I totally bought that that was Dean. I did, too. Apart from... This is another one of my thoughts. All of a sudden, he's old and he comes up with a New York accent. Oh, I didn't like, notice that. He has, like, a little bit of, like, a, you know, a Jersey, New York, something like that accent. Oh, I didn't know? notice that at all. Not super strong. Okay. But it was there. And I was kind of like, okay, I don't think Dean all of a sudden is now from New York because he's old. That's you know? so funny. Like, God, that I didn't notice that. I would have liked to notice that. Yeah. It was kind of like, that was the only thing to me that, like, didn't fit. Everything mm-hmm. else was, Yeah. You know. Okay. Um. Also, I felt really bad when Dean couldn't read the card, and he just looked like a kicked puppy. You know, it's like you're not as good as you once were, and then he's just like, oh, and he like just kind of like slinks out of the room, like with his tail between his legs. And I was like, oh, I felt so bad for him. I felt so bad. I was like, no, I know, don't don't kick the puppy. You know, yeah, he was kind of sad about all the things he couldn't do anymore. Yeah, yeah, I was just like, oh. Right. Yeah, like, I know. That was sad. This is okay. kind of a sad episode. Yeah. But um, but a good one. Yeah. But a filler one. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, it, it was definitely good. Mm-hmm. I liked it. Um, but it wasn't, like, one of the ones that you remember much. Right. You know? Like, yeah. To me, it was kind of like, okay, you know, like, I liked it, but I could do without it. Mm-hmm. I get it. You yeah. know, like, it wasn't bad, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But. It made me feel things, which I wasn't expecting this time around. Yeah. You know, I liked I like that you got so much Bobby. There's a lot of Bobby in this episode, and that's nice. Yeah. That's always nice when you get a lot of Bobby. Yeah. So Yeah. Um <clears throat> what was your favorite moment from this episode? I think my favorite moment was when um, Dean was digging the grave and Bobby was watching and they're just bitching at each other and (laughs) bitching at each other and bitching at each other. I just loved that so much because I don't know that Dean would treat Bobby like that if he was his own, his regular age. You know what I mean? He Mm -hmm. doesn't really talk to Bobby like that. Yeah. And just, I think it's funny that those, you know, the years added to him gave him kind of the balls to answer (laughs) with him like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I liked it. It was funny. Yeah. I think that was probably my favorite moment too. And Mm -hmm. then at the very end when Dean comes out and he's like normal age again and he's like doing the little Little dance, you know, like (laughs) all he needed was a little Little umbrella. umbrella. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That was super cute. That That was pretty good. I think I think that was definitely my favorite. I, I tend to go for like the funny stuff. Though, yeah, I think for my favorite moments, just because that's to me what makes the show is all the humor. Oh yeah, but. it would be not as I wouldn't be as invested. I think if there wasn't that humor. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um. So the interesting facts from this episode. Uh, it says when Sam, Bobby, and Old Dean are outside. Dean said, "Wait, are outside." Comma, you should have put a comma in there. <laughs> Dean says, Sammy, when you get to be the, when you get to be age, you know, whatever, Sam says, Dean, you're 30. <laughs> in real life, Jensen Ackles was 31 at the time, and Jared Padalecki was 27. Um, they're both one year older than the characters that they play. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, says, Hal Ozen, um, who plays Patrick, is is a Cypress Turk raised in England. Uh, the chips that Patrick used have the Cypress Turkish banner on them. That's pretty cool. I like this actor. I don't know if I've seen him in anything else. I don't know if I've seen him in anything else either, but I like him. Yeah. We should find out, and if there is something, we should watch it. Yeah, I would really like that. I'd like to see more of him. Yeah. Because, like, I would assume that 
I mean, from just from what we've seen, like, he seems like a pretty good actor, so. Yeah, he, I remember the first time I saw this episode, he looked familiar to me, but maybe in a way that he reminded me of somebody else, as opposed to me having seen him before. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's possible. I think that's when I, when I first saw him, too, when I was watching, re-watching the episode, I'm like, you kind of look familiar, but then the more I looked at him, I'm like, man, maybe you don't, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. He's got one of those faces, I guess. Yeah, he does. (laughs) Um... It says, as Bobby and Dean are leaving the motel, Dean says, let's go, Ironsides. He's referring to the late 1960s TV police drama, Ironside, featuring Raymond Burr as a former cop paralyzed after being shot in the line of duty. Oh, I've never heard of that. Neither have I. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. um, it says, the title of this episode is a play on the name of a 1922 short story by F. Scott Fitzgerald, um, which was later turned into a movie featuring Brad Pitt and Kate Blanchett. Oh, okay. Okay, can I just say, I don't know what people find so interesting about Brad Pitt. There's some movies where he's definitely good looking. And he's a, he's a, I mean, I don't know that he's an amazing actor, but he's a pretty good actor. I've never thought, oh, his acting is bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, but he was like the hot shit for a long time. Yeah, and I just never thought he was all that attractive. Oh, I think he's pretty cute. Mm, I mean, he's not ugly, but yeah, I'm yeah. just kind of like, eh, you know, yeah, like, yeah, whatever. He's not, he's not the hottest, but he's, so, he's okay looking. Yeah. I don't know. It's just kind of like, mm. yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, so it says the hand Sam bluffs to a win, uh, three clubs and a five, uh, three of clubs and a five of diamonds, is also the hand that Patrick's companion Leah loses with at the end of the episode. Oh, I didn't notice that. Um, neither did I, but I wasn't really paying attention to the cards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then the last one is Sam wins with four of a, wait, with four of a kind fours. That doesn't make any sense. Four fours. I'm going to go with four fours. Okay. <laughs> the number four is thought unlucky in many Asian cultures because the word four in many Asian languages sounds like death. Weird. Okay. Which. I did not know that. I do not know any Asian languages. I don't either. So I cannot confer or deny those mm-hmm. allegations. I almost said aggregations. 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 Blah, blah, blah. Um, so our research this week is um, on the suicide table. Which is a, like, it's not a haunted poker table, but it's, like, kind of, like, it's been through a lot. (laughs) Okay. Like, maybe it's cursed? Like, maybe it might be cursed. This is off of um, the Reno Gazette Journal um, webpage. And all of a sudden, I have all these little, like, no, I don't want to subscribe. Okay. Um, So, it says, Suicide Table, Father of Mixology, part of Delta Saloon lore. And this is... um, in the Delta Saloon, this is where it's housed okay. now. Okay. Um, in so Reno? In Reno. Okay. Um, it says, Virginia City's Delta Saloon suffered extensive damage in a Tuesday morning explosion. Though the Delta Saloon has operated in Virginia City since 1862, the current bar museum hybrid was a brainchild of former owner John Zalek, uh, who transformed a mining bar into a tourism destination after World War II. <clears throat> Ooh, and apparently my voice is... Hmm. Kaput now. Okay. <laughs> um, it says, tourists would walk into an authentic bar and say, oh, just a saloon, just a bar, and they'd keep right on going, um, which Zalek told the University of Nevada Oral History Project in 1986. It says, so, and this is from uh, Zalek, it says, so then we moved to the Delta from, so then we moved the Delta Front from next door into the Smokery Club, put the Delta Front in, changed the name to the Delta, put the hanging lights in there like it is now, and got antiques from all over. 
Then the people used to come in and spend an hour walking around looking at it, where prior to that, they just thought it was another saloon and they'd keep going. When it was original, they didn't want to see it. When we put all that stuff in for them to look at, that's what people wanted to see. <laughs> they got to have the flashing lights. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the condition of the historic artifacts, including the much-publicized suicide table and a 19th-century globe, once owned by mining pioneer James G. Fair, is still unknown after Tuesday's blast. Um, this is from uh, March 12, 2019. And another article that I was looking at to try and find um, stuff on this table, it survived the blast and, like, didn't even have a scratch on it. Like, it was, Whoa. like, not damaged at okay. all. Um, now I just scrolled. Now I don't know where I am. Okay. Um, so it says... Lenita Powers detailed the table's lore in a 1980 article in the uh, Reno Gazette Journal. It says, Black Jake lost 70,000 gambling one night and shot himself, and thus began the legend behind the suicide table. As the tale goes, the suicide table got its jolly tag because three of its owners were reported to have committed suicide after heavy gambling losses. Whoa, okay. <laughs> um, originally a pharaoh table, which I don't know what that is. Me neither. Um... It was brought to Virginia City in the early 1860s. The owner, supposedly one Black Jake, lost $70,000 in one evening and shot himself. The second owner, whose name is unknown, ran the table for just one night. Unable to pay off losses, uh, he is said to have shot himself, but another report says he was saved the trouble by the gis- disgruntled gambling pa- patrons. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. They did him in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, it says, because no one would deal on the unlucky table, it was put in storage for some years until it was dusted off and converted into a 21 table sometime in the late 1890s. And its black reputation seemed to have been forgotten. Until one stormy night, a story cleverly continues, a miner who had been cleaned out in some other gambling house stumbled in half drunk. He gambled a gold ring against a $5 gold piece and won. He played all night long and by morning had won over $86,000 in cash, a team of horses, and an interest in a gold mine. Oh my god. (laughs) Everything the owner of the table had in the world. That caused the third death. Oh jeez. Um... It says local lore suggests that the Delta Saloon is haunted by the ghosts of the unlucky trio. Um, in 1939, the Nevada State Journal's Ty Cobb wrote about what is believed to be the oldest globe of the state. Um, it says the globe is now on display in Virginia City in the Smokery Club and is attracting considerable attention from tourists. Uh, the globe is mounted on a frame of beautiful carved woodwork ringed with inscriptions and Latin names for months as well as various measurements. Um, passage of many fertile wars as well as peaceful expansion and conquest have changed the boundaries of nations represented um, on the ancient globe of the pre-dictator days, mm-hmm. but it still proudly displays Nevada's map of Virginia City, uh, Carson City, Pyramid, and Mud Lakes. Um, the detailed life of the large map ball is not definitely known, just if the globe was brand new... Wait... Just if the globe was brand new in 1881, slips the memory of the Comstock old-timers. Um, but John Bowie, who is familiar with much uh, Virginia City history, never publicized, said it was first obtained from um, the East by James G. Fair. Um, it says, Fair was one of the Bonanza Kings who struck it rich during Virginia City's Silver Rush, along with John McKay, James Flood, and William O'Brien. Um, Cobb said the globe was presented... Uh, to the Virginia City Miners Union after after his fair's election 
um, to the U.S. Senate. This has a lot of, like, weird grammatical errors. Oh, really? <laughs> I'm, okay. like, trying to correct it, but I don't know if it's working. Um, <laughs> it then passed from the Union to the local Eagles Lodge before it was purchased by the manager of the Smokery Club. Um, the Delta Saloon cites the Globe's value at $100,000. Damn. That's crazy. Yeah. Um... Jerry Thomas, the legendary 19th century bartender, bar owner, and author, tended bar at the Delta Saloon shortly after it opened. Um, Thomas tended bar in Connecticut, New York, and California before a brief stint in Virginia City in 1863, according to a sign posted in the bar. Um, Thomas's bartender guide acknowledged as um, the first codified compilation of drink recipes in the United States remains in print to this day. Hmm. Um, the Delta Saloon's sign inaccurately... Uh, credits him with the invention of the Tom and Jerry drink, which dates to before Thomas's birth, but he's generally recognized as the inventor of the blue blazer, perhaps the first cocktail intentionally set on fire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want to know what ones were unintentionally right. set on fire. <laughs> um, and the Martinez, which was a forerunner to the martini. Hmm. Um, yeah. So cool. Fun story about that. And then there was uh, there was something else too that let me. <clears throat> this was what it said um so the suicide table it blew up on march 11 2019 um it emerged it emerged remarkably unscathed and now sits in the bonanza saloon down the street okay um but yeah it's they've so is it like a display or do people still play on it now it's a display okay now um it's like they have a picture of it in here and it's like covered with I don't know if it's like plexiglass or oh, something I see what like you that. Um, but it's like as a decoration sort of like a fun story and they've got it like in a corner and there's like signs up and everything about okay. it. Okay. Um, cool. Nobody would deal on it anymore so mm-hmm. it's kind of like well you know. Yeah. It's under yeah okay so it says it's under protective plexiglass. It says, perhaps to protect you more than the table. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Got it. Uh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, what was your is it or aspect moment? <laughs> so, uh, my moment. Let me pick it back up. Oh, so. <laughs> I went on this app. Somebody messaged me. Okay, wait, wait, wait. What kind of app? It's like a, it's a dating app. Oh, okay. Got it. And just, you know, test the waters. Sure, yeah. And... This homie messaged me (laughs) and was like, I think you're beautiful, at least initially. (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) That does sound like a backhanded compliment. Who the hell are you? You know, it was kind of like a, well, you look pretty, but maybe your personality is shit. And I was kind of like, um, delete, you know? Okay. Like, what in the hell? I just. I don't like it. I'm glad you didn't respond to that. I, I really wanted to be like, well, you're just not pretty to begin with. Yeah. <laughs> but You should have been like, you shouldn't say that to people. And then that's it. Like, just so he knows. Pretty like, sure hey. that's not. Well, and that's the thing is like, he had to have known. Yeah. You know, like. Maybe, or he's just that much of a dumbass. Maybe it's true. But it's just kind of like, okay, you don't tell people like, oh, you look pretty, but at least that's what I think right now. You yeah. Know? And it's like. Yeah, I don't what like do you it. mean? Like that's like pre-negging. You know what I mean? It's just like yeah. Ugh. I don't like it. Yeah, I don't like any of it. But so that was my what an ass butt. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh geez, god, dude. Like 
okay then. But anyways, it did not, like, hurt my feelings, but I was definitely like, okay, you you know you don't say those things, right? right? <laughs> like, ugh. Right, right, right. But anyways, so what was your agent asked that moment? Okay, well, the other day we took Killian to the dentist, and um, I guess, you know, a couple days before that, I had taken him to the doctor, and he got a flu shot, which was, like, the end of the world, <laughs> because it was a shot, and, you know, whatever, so he freaked out, so we go to the dentist, and he's had a good experience at the dentist. He did have to get knocked out one time so that they could do surgery on his teeth, and but that didn't hurt him you Mm -hmm. know what I mean he wasn't I mean it wasn't a traumatic experience for him yeah and since then we've taken him to the dentist just for checkups and a teeth cleaning which is what we were doing this time Mm -hmm. and I don't know what happened but he just he just lost his shit he was crying and he was scared he didn't want the the chair to be reclined and he didn't want to be laying down he didn't want the sunglasses on his face he didn't have any of it he didn't want the light in his face he was just freaking out it was super Mm -hmm. sad he was so scared yeah you know and there was other like parents and they're glaring at me like it's, it's like, my what am fault. I gonna do? Yeah, it's not like he was like I'm not telling him to freak out, you know. Yeah, but he was like freaking out in a scared kind of way. It wasn't yeah. like he was mad freaking out or you know what I mean? So yeah. it, it was all just kind of sad. Yeah. So that really sucked. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. Uh, anyways, that's all. So he was just being kind of an idiot. But it was the yeah. whole thing. They had. They ended up just brushing his teeth with a regular toothbrush while he sat up. He, he did let the dentist look in his mouth with the mirror yeah. to make sure there was no cavities and there isn't any. Thank yeah. God. That's good. Yeah. yeah. But um, ugh, it was huh. just. It was just kind of a nightmare. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. You can email us at idgitsandaspetspodcast at gmail.com. The word and is spelled out. Or visit our Facebook page, Idgits and Aspets Supernatural Podcast. Thanks again. Thank you.